Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to our slash pro revenge, where this person gets rid of her roommate's terrible toxic boyfriend from their house in the best way possible. However, before that, I owe you guys some shout outs and I can't quite believe how many donations we've got on my marathon fundraising page in the last 24 hours. It is mind-blowing. Let me show you. Okay, last night when I made a video, we just crossed over the 1,000 pound mark. The goal, as always, has been 2,000 pounds. Now we're at 1,578 pounds. Now, I'm not a mathematician, but I make that. Nearly 600 pounds raised in under a day. Are you guys insane? I think you just might be. If you didn't know, I'm running the London Marathon on the 23rd of April on behalf of Kids, an amazing charity that just does great work with young disabled children and their families supporting them in every way possible giving them the support that they deserve that they may not always get sadly and i'm trying to raise two thousand pounds i've said to you guys that every donation will receive a shout out right here on my channel and also when we hit two thousand pounds if and probably when let's be honest we hit two thousand pounds at this rate i'm gonna make a video in full karen makeup with a wig and some sort of dress on like it's not gonna be fun well maybe for you it is for me it's gonna be very embarrassing i thought that was quite uh, an advanced goal but it's looking like we're going to hit it in just a matter of days right now. Look, you can see the donations are just flooding in. It's really incredible to see, to be honest. Let's go through them. Ali says, keep up the good work. Thank you, I will. Artur, I wonder if he might be the Barcelona midfielder who, is he at Barcelona or Juventus? Or is he somewhere in Asia? Football fans, let me know. Doesn't matter. Can't wait to see that beautiful cosplay. Me neither. I joke. Thank you. Batgirl, thanks for being a genuine human being. Wow. Very nice one. And thank you very much for the $20. I will try to maintain my ingenuity. Yep. Okay. Leo had to donate for a wonderful cause. Disabled kids are wonderful and need all the support they get. Couldn't agree more. Good luck with the marathon. I'll be cheering you on. Mate, thanks so much for the 10. That is lovely. Karen McClown. Right. That sounds like a real name. I want to speak with your manager. $20. Hey, this will be me very soon. Now, Nogs, super impressed with the training you're doing for this, Jack. Hope you stay injury-free and are able to enjoy the marathon. We'll be cheering you on from the sideline as always. Have a guess in the comments down below which family member of mine that might be. Nogs, an interesting name. Aaron, did a few more jobs to get more to donate because I forgot to say good luck on the run. Thanks for the respect, by the way. Been watching since late 2019. I'm autistic myself. I think what you're doing is awesome. Can we just put some respect on Aaron's name? This is like the second donation he's made. Absolute legend. Doing more jobs to donate to disabled children. How selfless can you be? Incredible stuff. Maria, $10. Thank you. Jesse, you make my day every day. Jake, it was going so well. Um, like, I, I, I don't want to take, take the mick here because you've, you've given me a lovely donation. 
I'm looking forward to see the world's sexiest Karen. Me too. Keep doing what you're doing. And if all, and as always, keep your head up. Much love. I will do that, Jesse. But I will say, um, let me just let me just type in Jack here. One, two, three, four, five. You know, some more donation with my name. It's it's Jack. If you if you couldn't tell, like it it, it says it kind of. I mean, my my camera's in the way, but it's it's Jack's London Marathon fundraiser. You know like it, it says it here uh, but uh, nonetheless if you're gonna call me jake and donate money i can accept that i really can so thank you very much jesse let's carry on tash i've been watching you since around 10k and i cannot believe how big you've gotten your commentary is such a pleasure to listen to when i'm working tash that's one of the nicest messages that i've received thank you very very much i really appreciate that but we must carry on aura support from finland love your vids and everyone should have a chance to be their best glad you're doing this great message completely agree shadow can't wait to see you in the karen outfit good luck on the marathon with 15 pounds little british donation love it thank you shadow kieran imagine only getting one shout out that's the thing he's back for more guys if you want more than one shout out more than one donation absolutely fine now we're getting to the really incredible stuff um i've zoomed in too much there but rhiannon has donated 200 australian dollars that is an incredible amount not sure how much this is in pounds it's 200 dollars in australian currency well i'll tell you how much it is because i looked it up earlier it's about 115 pounds that's insane which is about what 140 american dollars crazy amount love your videos love that you give us the updates love the way you say weird do i say weird weirdly that's my question comment down below incredible donation thank you so much rhiannon all right anonymous hi i'm nathan kind of goes against the point of putting anonymous but nonetheless i have special needs and i love what you're doing and i love youtube videos nathan you're a legend thank you so much arlo is back again sup had to donate again to support you more can't wait to see that video let's get to two thousand dollary dues pounds or whatever let's get there arlo thank you and again for the for the for the additional donation incredible carson i've seen your videos for what feels like years and it's always cheered me up whenever i see them i hope you succeed i'm excited for the karen outfit and being a tf2 player Putis. Don't know what that means. Again, let me know down below if I'm missing something there. TF2 is a good game. I will hold my hands up there. Right then, moving on. Jenny, 14 hours ago. Again, all these donations have literally come within like 12 hours of me making the last video. It's incredible. Love your videos. Love it when editor Steve-O puts little things in them as well. Keep up the great work, Jack. Can't wait to see you in the Karen costume also. The problem with me doing the Karen costume is not only the makeup and the wig and the dress itself, guys. It's also the fact that I know that editor Steve-O is editing the video so i'm gonna be in big trouble because look as you guys know he tends to do whatever he wants and i have no say in the matter if anything it's his channel at this stage not mine let's carry on dr butthole scrambler now listen i i will say this if that is your real name and you are a qualified doctor i really do apologize there's a bit of a silly surname my friend so we're gonna go on the assumption that's not your name i think that's a fair assumption agree 100 percent with remarks from editor steve-o wishing you peace love and french clowns keep it scrambly <laughs> what i just all those words together just mean nothing to me but that is why i love that donation great stuff the sort of donation i would sort of donation message that i would uh i would write myself jenna jenna chicken these are getting silly now guys but you know what it's all the name of charity so i love it jenna jenna chicken dinner thanks for the entertaining videos i could listen to you read the phone book that is actually a very nice compliment i, I thank you very much for that very kind we must go on kimberly Good luck, Jack. I hope you exceed your goal for the kids. And one day, hope you will run in my hometown, Beta Breakers in San Francisco. Sounds like a very interesting race. Get me involved, Kimberly. Thank you very much. Stephanie comes through with $100. No message. But that message is more than enough. Unbelievable, Stephanie. Thank you so much for that. Jinx the cat. $1 per 
Meow. You'll do great. I'm not kitten. <laughs> it's, you can get messages like this. Good luck, Jack. Hope you exceed your goal for the kids. Like, you know, really nice stuff. And then like this from Jocelyn. You're amazing. Good luck on the marathon. Cheers from North Carolina. Thank you so much, Jocelyn. That is a lovely message and a great donation. And then you can get this from Jinx the Cat. I'm not kitten. One dollar per meow. This is the community that we've created, guys. I can't say that I don't love it. John and Hazel, the final one. This is $5 per mile. So every mile counts and we'll keep you going. Good luck. $131. Wow. Insane. Just insane from all you guys. Look, look at this. I'm still scrolling, by the way. I'm still scrolling. And we're getting donations in like every hour. It's incredible. 83 supporters so far. The generosity you lot are showing is incredible. £1,578. We've not even got that many more to go. And incredibly, as I'm recording this, I've received another email that we got another donation. So now we're at £1,600. Unbelievable. Vendel just says looking forward to seeing the video two minutes ago 22 pounds. It's insane like at this current rate We're gonna hit this today. Honestly, you lot blow my mind without further ado The links as always are down below in the description on whatever platform you're on and also in the pinned comment Incredible stuff. You know what? Let's just let's just smash 2000. Let's keep going. Let's go for three Let's go for a hundred million, you know why not? At this stage, I feel like we can do anything as a community. It's great to see. Without further ado, finally, let's get into the episode. Now, I know that was quite a lot of donations and, and it was quite a while, but what am I supposed to do? If you guys are donating that much, I've got to read the shout outs. I loved every second. Anyway, here we go. Horrible roommate with insane boyfriend who won't leave. Bye. I managed to find an awesome house to rent after college with two other friends. One was my good buddy from undergrad. Let's call him Ben. The other was someone who I'd gotten to know through another close friend. And let's call her Crystal. Everything is all fine and actually great for quite some time. We lived our own lives, but had a great time hanging out together too. The perfect roommate situation. That is, until Crystal started dating Pablo. Pablo was the ultimate deadbeat with a Napoleon complex. Just a little over a month into our lease, Pablo got evicted from his place. And Crystal asked if he could stay for a short period while he looked for a new one. Being understanding and empathetic and trusting Crystal, we had no reason not to, we said sure, as long as it's temporary. Big mistake. Pablo lost his job. Pablo had been dishonorably discharged from the military. Pablo was an unsuccessful gambler. Pablo was a drunk. It was New Orleans, so it's not like any of us had a leg to stand on here, but he was a dangerous drunk. He would verbally abuse Crystal, waking up the whole household in the middle of the night with fights. He killed her pet fish by running it under scalding hot water. He would hurl racial slurs at my then boyfriend. He broke Ben's wee. On numerous occasions, he left the front door wide open. Anyone who knows New Orleans knows this is a bad move, even in the safest areas. He left an empty pot on the stove with the burner on, and I came home to a house full of smoke. He was really putting everyone's lives in danger. Ben and I decided to have a house meeting to discuss our concerns with her. And knowing that sometimes emotions can flare, we came with a written agenda so as to just stick to the facts. Yet Crystal defended him and offered no solution to when he would be leaving and finding his own place. Spoiler, he never would. Really rubbing salt in the wound, Pablo had gambled much of their money and Crystal was having trouble making rent one month. She asked if she could borrow it and pay me back next paycheck. Again, being a trusting empath and feeling like we had no other choice, I did. I was furious to find out that the two of them had left for a long weekend at a casino resort in Mississippi before having paid me back. Well, now for the revenge. 
I've been working two full-time jobs. I saved like crazy and it was 2008 and housing prices had dipped. I decided to buy my own home. Ben knew all about this. So did my landlady and was planning to be my roommate in the new house, but I never mentioned a single word to Crystal. I found a great place, made an offer and closed a little thereafter. It just so happened that the day I closed on the house, when we were already planning to move and just get the hell out of Dodge, Crystal and Pablo took one of their famous casino getaways. We got around 15 to 20 of our close friends, one of whom had an enormous truck and a giant flatbed. Of course someone did, it was Louisiana. Many hands make light work, and within a few short hours, the entire house, other than their room, was cleared out. Oh, and did I mention all the furniture, all the kitchen stuff, everything in the common rooms belonged to either me or ben crystal and pablo returned home at the end of a full day of gambling only to find a completely empty house except for their room we told them we'd switch the utilities that were under my name to the new house and we'd inform the landlady and paid out our share of the remainder of the lease the looks on their faces was priceless we left and never saw them again Hallelujah. Wow, talk about a quick little piece of revenge there. That is so much to have done in just a few hours. Brilliant scenes. And you're right, with that many people helping out, you can get so much done in such a short amount of time. Imagine the look on Pablo's face. And by the way, this is completely justified. I don't even need to say that, but it is. This guy sounds truly horrible. And all I can think is that I hope your ex-roommate gets rid of him. But imagine that look on his face when he comes back to his house i guess that he's now calling it and just sees everything gone apart from stuff in his own room brilliant scenes now the reason i wanted to cover that story in particular is because i am moving out myself in with three roommates three of my best mates who i've known for over 20 years in just a couple of weeks and i'll be frank i really hope this doesn't happen to me it's unlikely i would say because i have known them for over 20 years and i went to nursery that's kindergarten with them so i don't think it's gonna happen but you never know One of them might start dating Pablo. Okay, now for our next revenge story. Revenge on the movie producer. Please allow me to note, well in advance, that this story is not mine. In fact, it's a rather popular story in a town I once lived in, Savannah, Georgia, and centers around one homeowner who got royally annoyed with a movie producer. There'll be a note at the end about the fellow this story is about for those interested, and I will be reading that out. Okay, so first and foremost, when movie producers are looking for places to set a movie that takes place in colonial or even 1800 cities in the US, due to the sheer number of parks, wide roads, and period houses, they'll often select Savannah, Georgia. They'll pull all the Spanish moss out of the trees, or trim it back, pour dirt on the roads around the squares, and effectively backdate that part of the city to fit most any place, even up to some having used the area as a setting for places like early Washington DC and even places in Britain or France. Typically, when producers do this, they will pay each homeowner whose house is used as background flavor a couple of thousand dollars for the licensing to do so. This will be important later. Trust me. They issue some rules, like no electric lights being visible, not coming out of any door that faces the street, and you have to move your automobiles away from the drive, if you have a drive. Well, 1979, a producer came from Hollywood with the intention of using Savannah for that very purpose. Specifically, the producer was from one of the big three-letter TV channels and was working on making a made-for-TV movie, talking about the events after the assassination of Lincoln and the subsequent accusations of the doctor present at his death. The production went to the city to seek permission and then sent an announcement out to each of the homeowners telling them of the various days that the shoot was going to take place. 
However, much to their downfall, they also noted that the production company would not be compensating the homeowners for the use of their homes as backdrops. This was met with some great annoyance by the homeowners, who turned to the city for help, only to be told that it was their civic duty to allow the use of their homes. Most everyone agreed to this and bit their lips. One homeowner, however, didn't. He decided to get revenge on the production, attempting to screw up their shooting every chance he got. He first started by leaving his car out in front of his house, only to have it towed before filming started. He threatened legal action against the studio, but that fell on deaf ears. He forbade the use of his home in some of the shots, but the production company got the city to make him back down. Eventually, enough was enough. So he waited, biding his time until he was certain they were filming. When the day came that his house was being used as a background shot, the homeowner grabbed a massive Nazi flag and hung it out front of the house out of one of the top windows. The production company balked. They knew that this ruined any shot they'd used there. And what's more, they started to question just when he'd put the flag up. Was it just the one day or had all the previous shots, some of which showed the house from across the square, been ruined as well? They turned to the city for help and the city just basically shrugged, saying that it was his first amendment right to do that and implied that had the production company paid the homeowners, as had always been done before, then this probably wouldn't have happened. In the end, the production company had to end shooting and go to the homeowner begging for him to remove the offending flag. He did eventually do so, but only after his lawyer got a contract in writing that required the production company to pay all the homeowners for having their homes in the shots. The flag came down and shooting wrapped in less than a day. Interestingly, it's said that in the movie in question, The Ordeal of Dr. Mudd, there are several shots where you can see a bright red Nazi flag flying from one of the homes in the distance. That stunt cost the producer quite a substantial amount of money and pushed production back at least a year while they tried to find every single instance that the flag flew in the background shots. This homeowner would go on to himself become very famous, though not for a good reason. Even so, he lives on among the legends of that city, both of his revenge against a movie producer and his later brush with fame. All right then, a little note from OP about who this guy is. The fellow in question is none other than Jim Williams. Williams was an American antiques dealer and a historic preservationist based in Savannah, Georgia. He played an active role in the preservation of the Savannah Historic District for over 35 years, but he was arrested on May the 2nd, 1981, the alleged murder of 21-year-old Danny Hansford, with whom he'd been having a homosexual relationship at Mercer House. After the subsequent four trials, a record in the state of Georgia, Williams was finally acquitted by a jury in Augusta in May 1989, eight years after his arrest. Williams died in 1990 of heart failure, though AIDS is also suspected. He is the center of the story, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil novel, and later, Clint Eastwood movie. Well, there you go. What a brilliant story that was. Uh, I don't know so much about the ending and the fact that this guy may or may not have murdered someone. I guess he was acquitted, so we have to go with that, don't we really? But nonetheless, uh, let's move on from that. An original story that is just brilliant. And again, I just don't really get why the production company wouldn't ever pay people right off the bat as every other production company i presume did and does right now as well like your home is being used in the shop without your permission obviously you're then going to do whatever you want it's within your right to kick up a fuss if you want to like it is literally your home and you're getting no compensation for it and also they're saying you can't park your car in your driveway who's going to tell me to do that not not nobody trust me and i don't even drive so make it that what you will 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Our next story comes from r slash nuclear revenge. So things are hotting up a bit. All army service records lost. This happened a few years back. My dad found out he was super allergic to some kind of shrub in central Texas, Fort Hood, after he was transferred there. As a result, he was restricted to office work and prohibited by army doctors from outdoor duties. His West Point grad commanding officer was a hyper warrior kind of dude who detested soldiers who didn't want to train 24-7. Unfortunately, he thought my dad was milking his allergies in order to avoid being a real soldier. My dad was also married and my mum was pregnant with my older sister, a situation that infuriated the captain because hashtag reasons. The CO never ever passed an opportunity to humiliate my dad by questioning his manhood, doubting his commitment to protecting the constitution, disparaging his duties, etc. The CO would call him out in front of the company or debase him in front of higher HQ staff. He'd call the house at 6 a.m. on Sunday and order dad in for BS reasons, anything to annoy him. In short, he made his life a living hell. For what it's worth, the first sergeant loved my dad's work performance and said so privately. When my dad got orders to leave active duty, which enraged the CO, he found out that the CO received orders for an assignment that was a notch needed to guarantee promotions as well as other plum jobs. Dad decided to screw with his official records before leaving. As company clerk, he had full access to unit personnel files, orders, and more, which meant he also had keys to the building as well. This was during the pre-digital, pre-computer era. The night before my dad was to get out, he took all of the captain's personnel folders and mailed them separately and anonymously to various posts around the globe, knowing full well that it would take weeks to deliver them to geographically unrelated unit mailrooms around the world that may or may not open the packages in order to return them. It just so happened that the unit was in the field for a two-week exercise on the day my dad left, which meant a skeleton crew would man the phones and mow lawns until they returned from the field. No one was the wiser for weeks. One of my dad's old poker-playing sergeant buds wrote a few months later, telling him that the captain went ballistic, that the missing files seriously damaged the captain's career prospects since some of the files were lost in the system. Therefore, the coveted assignment orders were cancelled and the entire personnel record had to be reconstructed manually by the Department of the Army. My dad said it was a teaching moment for the cruel jerk that you should never screw with your unit clerk because even chairborne rangers know how to seriously wound enemies, foreign and domestic. We've said it once, we've said it a thousand times on my channel. Do not mess and do not annoy any of your colleagues, no matter where they are in the hierarchical structure of whatever organization you are employed by, just don't mess with them. Because first of all, you have no idea who they may become. One day they may just be the CEO. They may just lead the world, who knows? And also, if they are going to leave at any point, and you have done things like this to them, then they are at their most dangerous at that stage. 
they're going, they have no qualms about whatever they're going to leave their business or army behind with. So they might just go off the rails like your dad did and potentially ruin any of your career prospects. As happened here great stuff completely deserved and now for our final revenge story of the episode this one from r slash petty revenge but with over thirty-four thousand upvotes my ex cheated so i refunded a gift and now she's livid my ex broke up with me just about a year into us dating in hindsight she was awful but i was blind to it all she broke up with me over the phone which seemed a little informal from all the time we spent together Fast forward a week after that, several individuals connected to her, but not each other, confirmed she was in fact seeing another man. I didn't confront her about it because I realized that things just don't work out sometimes. It was just the way she went about it that irked me. I'm old enough, late 30s, to accept that people are just jerks, but I also felt like she was getting away with something without feeling even a bit of remorse. The breakup was the only contact. No calls or texts occurred after that over a year ago. I remember for Christmas that I bought her, well, us, a really expensive couples massage spa package because she would always say how she wanted to do something like that. I purchased some big package from a local place that cost roughly six hundred dollars i obviously didn't have the certificate with me i decided then to go to the spa and make up a story of how i lost that certificate i showed them the receipts always keep those and showed him my credit card charge they wound up reissuing me a gift card and cancelling the other that was over a year ago and frankly i forgot about it today i get a call from her that's the first contact in a year since breaking up and she's screaming at me over the phone that the gift certificate is no good and the spa place accused her of stealing and what a pos i was for reporting it to be such i called the guy he said he told her it was reported stolen i just politely explained that i didn't think she was deserving of it and if she really wanted to she could just have mark the dude she was banging pay for a new one I then hung up. I'm going to make an appointment to use that card with my new girlfriend soon. Mission accomplished. And there we go. Some good old fashioned casual revenge to end this episode. Very simple stuff. Very deserved. As I've always said on this channel for the last three and a bit years. Actually, wow. It's now four years. I just realized that's insane. Sorry, this is a strange outro, but I believe that I uploaded my first ever episode on this channel, first ever video on YouTube on the 19th of February, 2019. It's now the 21st, four years. Wow, what an outro this has become. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.